Welcome to the Property Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Thank you again for joining us on the Property Pulse Podcast, where every episode we aim to bring you helpful hints and tips around all things real estate, regardless of what it is that you may be doing in real estate, if you're buying or selling, or even if you're a real estate agent, we hope that regardless of where you are around the world, that you're enjoying the information that we're sharing and that we hope that you've found a home here on the Property Pulse podcast. Uh, Every week we're bringing you multiple episodes on a range of subject matters and for those that have been tuning in since the start of 2020, welcome to the podcast and of course for those that have been listening over the previous 100 episodes or so to the Dave Stockbridge podcast, thanks for hanging in there with our new podcast and format. Um, We hope you're enjoying the content. We really did decide at the start of the year that we were going to double down on those things Uh, that our listening public like the most. And that seemed to be interviews with the real estate icons and influencers from not just around the country, but around the world. And so we'll be doing a whole lot more of that uh, in the weeks and months to come. So certainly stay tuned. If you are indeed a real estate influencer, Anywhere around the world, we'd certainly love to talk with you. Uh, We do have some upcoming episodes featuring agents from Europe and the United States, and we're really interested in sharing your story and uh, and some of those uh, hacks and ideas uh, that you've been deploying in your business to great effect and uh, some of those hints and tips that have been helping your clients. We generally find that there's some first principles that can be applied to real estate regardless of where you might be around the world. And certainly it does seem that that is one of the big reasons why people have been tuning in every week. And so it is our ambition that during 2020, we will continue to bring you more of that information and uh, we we hope that you're certainly enjoying it. Um, So um, our last episode, we featured Aaron Briley. Aaron Briley uh, is uh, quite the property entrepreneur, uh, having, having bought, built a quite a significant uh, portfolio over a period of years. Aaron divested himself of the portfolio as the GFC loomed and uh, looked to see what might be on the horizon. And after some time, um, he uh, saw some opportunity in the short-term rental market and further found a way that he could generate uh, a significant income and create a asset worth over, well, a seven-figure asset and uh, do that without having to borrow a cent. And so if you haven't already tuned into that podcast with Aaron Briley, please do and find out how you too can make millions out of real estate without having to ever buy a property. As I dedicated at the start of 2020, every week I would bring to you an audio version of the newsletter that I send to my clients, past and present. If you do want to subscribe to the podcast yourself, you're more than welcome to. You can do so by emailing my team on daves at realagents.properties. And we'll bring you uh, that newsletter every week. So the newsletter this week was talking about how tragedy leads to innovation and adversity can create opportunity. In the last month or so, Australia has experienced some of the most devastating weather conditions this continent has endured in living memory. Megafires the size of entire nations raged over New South Wales, Victoria and here in South Australia. For weeks, even months, these fires have raged, fuelled by devastating heat, unpredictable wind 
and extensive dry undergrowth, making for the most imperfect of storms. As this nation recovers from the most devastating of fire seasons, there is a lot of finger pointing going on right now. Farmers accusing greenies and progressive land management policies of recent years that has meant that not enough backburning and clearing has occurred, so providing fuel that made these fires uncontrollable. Pointing back the other way, are greenies accusing policymakers of not doing enough to mitigate the effects of man-made climate change. Now, I'm not here today to offer a critique on the merits of either argument or advocate for anyone attempting to build political capital from this tragedy, but I am suggesting that not enough is being done to help everyday people in the event of another bushfire in the future. We live on what is substantially a giant desert island that has cities dotted on the edge, and typically these cities are surrounded by hills, valleys and lots of trees. It is only a matter of time before we encounter more devastating bushfires. It's a, reali a reality of life that those playing politics with this tragedy seemed to not entirely acknowledge. Thankfully, adversity is the mother of all invention. The genius behind the first off-grid commercial building of its type in the world, Fluid Solar House, which is where our office is located, happened to be holidaying on one of the most fire-affected regions in our state, Kangaroo Island, as the bushfires unfolded over Christmas. Roger Davies observed this tragedy happening firsthand and quickly identified that most were completely unprepared for what was to come. As this situation became increasingly serious on Kangaroo Island, those on the island were asked to evacuate with the only obvious place to go being the wharf. As residents, tourists and holidaymakers evacuated the property and assembled at the port, the wind unexpectedly shifted 180 degrees. And so the fires began marching back towards those that were seeking to escape the unfolding tragedy. Panic soon set in for many, but very fortunately, the wind then eased and shifted once more, so affording almost everyone the chance to leave safely. But if not for that act of God, things could have turned out very differently. This could have been all largely avoided if residents had the ability to stay safe in a fireproof dwelling or bunker. Roger Davies got to work immediately on a fireproof cabin when he got back home that would withstand an intense firestorm for over an hour, enable people to stay on their land in the event that they were otherwise unable to evacuate and place uh, and, and it gives them a place to return to and rebuild from in the event their property was rendered uninhabitable by the fires. Within days, a prototype was knocked up and the team at Fluid Solar had developed a transportable fireproof off-grid bunker that can be built on demand and assembled in just hours anywhere in the country. For many with farms or on acreage, a property is more than just their home but their livelihood. And so leaving their land for any length of time is simply not an option. So Roger's invention offers people a chance to rebuild sooner and not have to leave the land post fire. The reality is that 
after a nationwide tragedy, as we've just experienced, insurance companies are overwhelmed. Tradespeople are hard to come by and recovery can be slow. And so these fireproof cabins offer a stopgap to ease demand on regional crisis accommodation, enables people to remain on their land and ensures a quicker recovery effort. Modest, these cabins boast a kitchen, uh, a bathroom and one large living area. It's essentially a bed set and all um, contained within about 25 square metres of space. They are fireproof, meaning you can weather a, fire, a bushfire inside for over an hour, so providing plenty of opportunity for the fire to pass. Importantly, they can also be built off-grid, so if infrastructure is destroyed and services are unavailable, then the cabin is still habitable and can sustain you until such time as services have been re-established. These cabins are also modular in construction, so can be easily added onto to create a more permanent living quarters. In a matter of hours, an extra bedroom can be built or living area added, so making it not just a short-term solution, but one that can offer options into the medium term as well. In times of adversity, we find the best and worst in people, and over recent months, Aussies have really come together and donated more than ever. I think our nation is stronger for the way that we've galvanised behind those most affected, importantly. Whilst the political class point fingers, it's good to know that Aussies around the country are putting their minds and resources towards solutions that will make a tangible difference next time our country is encountered by large-scale fires. And yes, there will be a next time, regardless of what solutions the political classes propose. So it's good to know that Aussies everywhere are making a difference with ideas and innovations that will save lives and make the recovery effort easier next time. So there are my thoughts on, uh, on this wonderful, wonderful idea that's uh, really come about as a result of necessity. We've now got thousands of people displaced. We've got Importantly, we're giving people an opportunity to return to their land sooner, to start the rebuilding process sooner, and ultimately, I believe, uh, strengthens and galvanises these communities at a time when they need their people the most. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this audio version of the newsletter. Of course, if you'd like to receive the written version of it, please don't hesitate to reach out to my team on daves at realagents.properties. We'll ensure you're on the list. I'm Dave from Real, and I'll look forward to bringing you more next time. The Property Pulse podcast is designed for anybody who's dealing in real estate, whether you're buying or selling, expanding upon your portfolio, or perhaps you're a real estate agent and you're just looking for helpful hints and tips that'll accelerate your success in real estate. Well, I hope you found a home on the podcast. And if you have, please subscribe to stay tuned to all new episodes as they become available. 